0: bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Father, just grateful again that we've made it through another week where we can get back together in fellowship with you and each other. Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you pour out on us. Father, though we live in a time when it seems like the world is coming down around us, if we just pay attention, we can easily see your protection your mercy, and your grace. And as we open up your Scriptures here today, Father, let us see and hear the things that you've got here for us to see. Let us understand that the principles that we are reading here in this Word this morning still apply. And That you are completely and still sovereign. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus chapter 8. Exodus chapter 8. I hope you aren't getting tired of Exodus. But as we continue to go through Exodus and see how God dealt with His people and the provisions that He met with His people, uh, that He provided for His people, those provisions are still applicable today. And it's important that we understand that that the things that he has shown us in his word, that he has done for his people, then he still will do for us today. So as we look here in chapter eight, I'm not positive that I will go next week into the, in in uh, chapter nine. Uh, it's it's one plague right after the other. So here's what I encourage you to read through the 10 plagues. I'm not saying that I won't. I'm going to go exactly where the Lord leads me to go. But I encourage you this week to read through the 10 plagues because I don't want to bore you with reading one plague right after the other. Okay? Uh, But uh, And for the sake of time and moving through this, uh, I'm going to ask you to read through the 10 plagues and, and Familiarize yourself with that if you haven't already. Uh, Again, I I can't promise you where I'll be next week. Uh, I'll be right where he leads me to stop. So, um, But I ask you to do that. Read through the ten plagues and and we'll see where we land next week. But in chapter 8, And the Lord spoke to Moses, go, uh, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. Now, remember, he's, we've already turned the water into blood. Right? This, this is the second plague. He said, I will turn." if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all of your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into your houses and your, of your servants, of your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. That's lots of frogs. And the frogs shall come upon you, on your people, and all your servants. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with the rod over the streams and over the rivers and over the ponds and cause frogs to come upon the land of Egypt. Now remember, we, he's already, we've already been told that God has hardened Pharaoh's heart and, and he hasn't he, he's not going to submit, right? He's not going to give in. He's not going to surrender just yet. Okay? But again I want to remind you that 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 God is using these events that He's that he's, that He's that He's casting out or that he's, that He's letting come upon the land. He's using this not just for Pharaoh, Moses, and Aaron, but for the whole world to see. For everybody to recognize that God is the supreme authority. He uses our things, circumstances in our lives to allow other people to see how God works in us and through us in order that we might be a testimony to them. The Lord spoke to Moses in verse 5, Say to Aaron, stretch out your hand over the streams and the rivers and the ponds, and caused frogs to come up from the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs to the land of Egypt. Isn't that just like Satan try to one-up God? Isn't that how he works? Oh yeah, well I can do that too. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs to the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Just make it stop, he said. He's just giving lip service. Is all he's doing. How many, how many folks do we know Claim to be what they're not. Claim to submit to the authority of God when in truth they don't live by it. Pharaoh thinks that, hey, if I just tell them to, that I'll let them go and I'll, I'll submit to this, that they'll pull it away and it'll be over. And they'll leave me alone. That's what they want. And have you ever had one? T- just, just, I just want to be left alone. I, I don't want to hear that Christianity. St- I don't want I, I don't want to talk about God. I just just leave me alone, let me do my own thing. But we all, saved or lost, at some point have to, uh, have to bow to the supreme authority of God. There's no way around it. So well, let's see what happens. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of saying when I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that they may remain in the river only. So he said, Tomorrow, and he said, Let it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Now he's preaching to Pharaoh. He's, he, he's preaching on deaf ears though. He's telling Pharaoh, you need to understand there's no one like the Lord God. There's no one who has the power that he has. And, and he will reign. Verse 11, And the frogs shall depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh, So the Lord did according to the word of Moses. And the frogs died out of the houses and out of the courtyards and out of the fields. They gathered them together in heaps. And the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. You say, well, I just can't imagine. Well, I'm going to tell you something. But by the grace of God, when you were running before He saved you, you would have ended up just like Pharaoh, because the moment that he got a little peace, then crying out wasn't quite as important. Now, I want to point out here. I want to take. I, I want to look for a moment at Aaron, and I want you to. I want you to see in Aaron the wisdom. of, and submission to God that Aaron had. Not one time does he question, but obviously Moses is having the communication with God, right? And whatever Moses tells Aaron, he does. In complete submission, he doesn't question it that we know of, Now, remember God told Moses, I will be to you, God, and you will be to Aaron as I am to you, and he will speak for you. Remember? So a miraculous work had taken place in Aaron prior to all of this taking place. But Aaron was completely content in the role that God had placed him in. It would have been very easy for Aaron, for pride to have built up in Aaron. Remember, he's the one speaking to Pharaoh. Can't you imagine? Just think about it for a moment. They go marching up to Pharaoh, and he tells Pharaoh, this is what's about to take place, and it takes place, and his old chest puffs out. That's, that, that would have been me. And then on the way back to the camp, he's probably... Would have been to I probably would have been telling Mo, we are to we are to do this we are to tell him that we are to and, but you don't you don't hear anything about that which which tells us that he was com- completely submissive to the role that God had placed him in underneath Moses he must have been patient. He he must have been content in waiting on Moses to give him instruction from what God had told him to give him. That is exactly what we're supposed to be. Content in where God's got us. Whether it be under somebody. Whether it be leading somebody. But completely and utterly understanding that God is in control and that we wait completely on Him to give us instruction into where to move our feet next. Hard to do, isn't it? Hard for me. It's hard for me. I don't know what had taken place in Aaron's life prior to this point. I, I'm sure lots of things. We're not, I, I don't know. But I know that God had to do a special work in Aaron. Just like He has to do in each and every one of us to get us to surrender, because that's what that is, is surrendering to the authority in which He's placed over us and His authority. The third plague. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land and that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Well, first of all, y'all, I don't like frogs. And I can't imagine <coughs> what's about to take place now. So that, <laughs> no, I don't even like frogs. <laughs> My kids do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been scared to eat those frogs. <laughs> and they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand and his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now we're talking about dust, folks. And you you think about how many that how many lice that is. Now the magicians so worked their enchantments to bring forth lies. So not only did we got all these lies, but these these God-hating magicians add to it. Man, that's a lot of lies. But they, uh, let's see, now, wait a second, I may have misspoke. Now the magicians so worked their enchantments to bring forth lies, but they, okay, they could not. Uh, My bad. So there were were lies on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them just as the Lord had said. Now, you've got to wonder about all these people, all these Egyptians, what they're thinking at this point. These plagues are being brought upon them because of an ungodly leader. These things are happening to them that are making it treacherous for them because of an ungodly leader. But their hearts have been hardened too. Remember, we were told that. And so, therefore, their eyes are blind to it as well. But God is using everything He's doing. All these Israelites are are out here watching. They're seeing the power of God take place and what's transpiring. Now remember, they begged Moses to just stop and let it go back to normal. This is just too much. We don't don't want to go through this. But the things that God is using here, he, he, He is... Making signs to where there is absolutely no doubt who's in control. Why does it take us such great acts of or miracles or, or things for us to understand? It's our human nature. It's part of the fall. We must come to grips with it. We must understand it. We must learn to see it when it's coming. That my faith is getting weak and I, I, I need to get back in fellowship with Him. Spend more time in fellowship with Him so that my my faith is strengthened so that I may see. Yes, sir. Come on in. So that, so that my faith is strengthened so that I may see and understand What's taken place in my life in order that I might have the courage to stand? What verse was I on? Verse 19. Therefore, send now and gather your livestock and all that you have in the field. For the hell shall come down over Every man and every animal which is found in the field and is now brought home. It's not brought Am I in the wrong chapter? Sorry. I knew the, I knew I was like, Where did the hell come from? <laughs> then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them just as the Lord had said. Alright, verse 20, the fourth plague. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out of the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me, or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and the, also the ground in which they stand. Now, any of y'all like flies? And in that day I will, I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that they, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. Now, you see what just took place? He just put a a hedge of protection around His people that the flies might not come to to the land in which they inhabit. Amen? I will make a difference between my people and your people tomorrow. This sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt, the lamb which corrupted the cause was the swarms of flies. Now, think for just a minute about flies and how annoying they are. Okay, so, so we've been scratching for a while over these lice. And they got removed, and now we got flies. But He protected His people in the land in which they inhabit from that. Just like He is able and willing to protect us if if we are in the right relationship with Him. Listen, there are going to be things that that will blow your mind in the future. I'm sorry, it's just the way it's going to be. But God's people need to understand what their role is. And that is to be obedient to the principles and and things that He has taught us in the Scriptures that apply from then until the end. He will deal with us in the same way He has dealt with them in the past. I'm not telling you it's going to be an easy trip. In fact, I'm here to tell you that it most likely won't be. Because the Bible tells us that we we will face persecution because we're His children. We we have just come to to get relaxed and, and, and content with not facing it in this country. Many of us, all of us, have never experienced the things in which as time comes to an end that we're going to have to experience. And it's time for the, for the children of God to gird up their loins and, and be armed with the things of God and know where we are, who we are, and what we have to stand on. Because that's what it's going to take. That's exactly what it's going to take. Because as these things come down around us, we can't be like the Israelites and run out there and say, oh, just let it go back to normal. I don't want to deal with it." No, he's called us to deal with it. He's called us to deal with it. He's told us that we're going to have to we're going to have to go through some uncomfortable things. Experience some uncomfortable things as we draw nearer to the end. You say, "Well, Pastor, I just don't know if I have it in me." I'm going to tell you something. If you're truly saved, if you're truly saved, and, 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 and you're living in a right relationship with Him, and you're being obedient to the things that He showed you, and you're living up to the, to the measure of grace that He's poured out on your heart, you'll have it. The question you need to ask yourself is, As I, am I being responsible to, the, to what He's poured out in my heart? Am I being responsible to what He's taught me and the things that I know? If you're not, then you're in danger. Verse 27 of chapter 8. We will go three days journey into the wilderness. Listen, let me back up. Okay, 25. Man, I need Janet Taylor. This morning anyway. I wouldn't call her back for nothing though. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, go sacrifice to to your God in the land. And Moses said, it is not right to do so. For we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to, to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, then will they not stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as He will command us. So we're going to be obedient to Him. That's who's commanded us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. He's he's just wanting the flies to go away, isn't he? Verse 29, Then Moses said, Indeed I am going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people, but let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully anymore in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord did according to Moses, what the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart, and at this time also neither would let the people go. Say, man, oh man, what's it going to take? Well, when a person's heart is hardened, that's exactly what you get. That's exactly what you get. They think they can trick God. They think they can bargain with God. They think all these things, and in, instead of surrendering to His authority and submitting to His authority, They think in some way, in some form, they can circumvent Him. i got news for you. You can't circumvent the authority of God. Every knee shall bow. Not most. Not some. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess Jesus Christ is the one true Lord. Oh hallelujah. We 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 see things happening round about us and it's very easy to get discouraged or or upset or frightened. We're 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 starting to face things that we've never faced before in our lifetime. Tyranny overreach our freedoms are trying to be taken away from us. They're trying to tell us that we have to do things with our, with our God-given body that we don't believe that line up. And it's easy to get discouraged and, 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 and worried and, and frightened even about what are we going to do? I can tell you what to do. Be obedient. Be obedient to the things in which God has taught you through His Word, through the ministering of the Holy Spirit. You can't go wrong that way. You can't go wrong that way. And if if things get so tough, you can rest assured. That he's going to make a way. I don't know I don't know how this is well I do know how it's going to end. I, I don't know what we're going to have to go through as his people. I, I, I don't even want to imagine. I just pray that he takes us in the rapture quickly. I'm ready to go. but I also know that that if he will leave the 99 to get the one. He's not going to forget about me. He's not going to forget the the persecution, the the turmoil that His people are living through and suffering in. It's easy. I'm going to tell you, I'm the world's worst. At times, I'm like, oh, poor pitiful me. And then I pick up that book that I get in the mail about Christian martyrs. Living in other places all over the world, and I read one this week about, and I can't even remember where it was at. I was going to bring it in case anybody wanted to read it. Uh, I think some of y'all get that book, don't you? Uh, the martyr, the Voice of, Voice, of Voice of Martyrs. Have you read that, did this one? There's a story in there about <clears throat> a woman and her husband, and they're in a third world country. And uh, they turned to Christianity, and it was in, it was in an Islamic nation, and the husband became a mission, a Christian missionary there in his community and in his city, town, whatever it was, and. They kept gradually facing more persecution and more persecution. And I'm, I'm not getting the, all the details of this right, but I'm giving you the general the general story. Until one day, out in front of his home, they started, well, they started in the community started burning houses. Burning houses of, of what I assumed or understood as a group of Christian homes. They just started lighting them on fire, one right after the next. And they got down to her house and his house and she hears some screaming outside and she goes outside and her husband has been beheaded and laying in the street and they light her house on fire. And what she says in the end is this. I'd do it all over again. For Jesus, I know what my husband stood for, and we'd do it all over again for Jesus. Well, as tough as we think we have it, and as bad as we think we're we're being persecuted, let me tell you something, folks. When you read stories like that from around the world, we hadn't seen anything yet. Be thankful that God's restraining hand is still somewhat on this nation. Because without His restraining hand, we'd be just like that over there. So there is hope. Don't you get this too discouraged, because there's hope. There is hope. And my hope is in Jesus. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt, That what He's done for His people in the past, He will do for them in the future. He's promised that. He will protect. He will see us through completely the end. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your examples in Scripture. We thank You that You so graciously pour out Your provisions to us. Father, I just pray that You would deal with our understanding. Deal with our Wisdom, that we may understand and see, Father, that we must become students of Your Word and prayer closet warriors as times get tougher. We can't can't be a a one-day-a-week Christian and make it through. Father, I ask that You continue to pour out Your mercies on us. I plead the blood of Jesus over this church and every individual here and those that can't be here. Father, I ask that you would continue to bless, guide, and direct in in order that we might be able to give honor and glory unto you in all things. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.